Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for a very special Steelers preview podcast. And it's special because we're on Wednesday. Normally we're a Thursday show, but it's Wednesday. Why? The Steelers play on Thursday night against the Minnesota Vikings in week 14. And we are here to talk about that game. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer. What's up, Brian? Hey, I'm glad to be here no matter what night of the week it is. As long as I don't find my name in the obituaries, I'm feeling pretty good. Good. It's always a plus. It is always a positive. Dave Schofield, the editor. What's up, Dave? Hey, I'm I'm ready to get this Thursday game over with because once it's done, you get that nice mini buy. Um, it'll be nicer to roll into it with a win. So let's see if we can get that. Well, let's start off. What are your else thoughts on Thursday night football in general? And I mean, as a fan, not as a player, because we are not players. So Brian, I'll start with you. What's your thoughts on Thursday night football? Like it, love it, indifferent? As a kid, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I also thought Monday Night Football was too. Now, as an adult, I hate it. I mean, it just disrupts everything for me. And it kind of ruins Sundays for me, like the bye ruins Sundays for me too. And even when they play Sunday Night Football, I hate it because it's a Sunday afternoon without football. It's a good point. Dave, what about you? Thursday nights. I like it when it's not the Steelers. I like having options on Mondays, even though I don't always watch the game. Uh, depends on who's playing. Depends on what's going on. Same with Thursdays. I like those two options to know that I don't have to go forever without NFL football. I don't like it when it's the Steelers. I don't like them having the compressed week. In This is, isn't even from a BTSC perspective, just in general. Knowing <laughs> that that guys that were that were injured – chances are they're not going to be able to play on Thursday and, and things like that. I don't, I, I feel there's too many other factors involved rather than which team is better in order to win the game based on a Thursday. Um, I still, I will preach this from the mountaintops or shout it from the mountaintops. Maybe I should say, or preach it. I, I could do either that the NFL should start one week sooner and end at the same time and give every team a buy the week before they play on Thursday. It would, re, it would alleviate so many problems. Um, with with things of that nature, but at the same time, I I, I don't like it when it's the Steelers just because it's it, it's too much. I can be honest and say that my disdain for any game that's not Sunday at one o'clock is strictly based on behind the steel curtain <laughs> because yeah. it throws everything off. It it's late night. Uh, people that are just like my dad, he's like, oh, it's eleven o'clock. I'm just gonna go to bed. Now nah, the three of us know we're up till at least two a.m. Yep. So I'm usually up. Yeah. I'm usually up till three 30 at least if yeah. not four. Yeah. And so when you're up that late and you're trying to function, then the next day you're a zombie and it feels like you're catching up for the whole week. It's awful. So my overall disdain for Thursday night football and for Monday night football and for Sunday night football, and even now, even some four twenty five kickoffs, I'm literally like an old man, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because oh, of the job. Like it's a job. 30 PM. I know <laughs> blue plate special. That's what we need. All right. As my grandmother once said, enough dilly dally. And let's get to the, uh, the meat and the meat and potatoes of the podcast, which is it's a short week, but it's a huge opportunity for the Steelers versus the Vikings. Before we get to this, I want to talk about the AFC playoff picture. I, I write this article weekly. I just started it this week. Brian throws this into his rooting guide, but I kind of put it in during the week. So the fans kind of get a, a look of what you, what's coming up. And then Brian obviously hits it again, with the uh, rooting guide and the AFC playoff picture right now, it, the New England Patriots are one, Tennessee Titans two, Baltimore Ravens three, Kansas City Chiefs four, five is the LA Chargers, six is the Bengals, 
seven of the Bills and Steelers are eight. And everyone always says, oh my gosh, the Steelers' schedule is tough. And it is. But so are a lot of these teams. Like, just listen to the Patriots. They have to go this week at Indy, then Buffalo again, Jacksonville, meh. and then they go to Miami to finish it up. Miami's playing good football right now. Keep that in mind. Tennessee, the Jacksonville, meh. they go to Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Miami, tough games. Baltimore, they have at Cleveland, Green Bay, Cincinnati, the Rams, and then Pittsburgh again. Kansas City has the Raiders, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Broncos. Those are a lot of divisional games there. The Chargers, nah, they might have the easiest road, road to host, so to speak. The Giants, the Chiefs, the Texans, the Denver Broncos, and the Raiders. The Bengals are the 49ers, the Broncos, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Browns. And the Bills, Tampa Bay, Carolina, New England, Atlanta, the New York Giants. I, the New York Jets, I'm sorry. But all I'm trying to say is here, people, they, there were people in the comments of this article that were thinking, oh, my gosh, the Steelers have to win out. Am I the only one that thinks that the Steelers could even drop a couple games and still be right in the thick of things because of the way this AFC has been so far this year? Brian, you're the guy that does a brooding guide. What do you think? Yeah, you know, no more than two, but you'd like them to go four and one the rest of the way. I, you know, a lot of people are looking at Kansas City as a juggernaut right now, and that's actually a, that's a game that you could afford to lose. Uh, and I know can't afford to lose any, but if you're going to lose any of them, that's the most losable game, and that's the one you could probably afford to lose because a lot of those teams are playing each other. A lot of them are in disarray. I think the Bills, the Ravens, and the uh, and the Cleveland Browns, they've got an arrow pointing down. The yeah. Steelers play a team that is not as strong as they were at the fir- in the first half of the season. Also, next week, in the form of the Tennessee Titans. So it gets a whole lot more interesting. And the the great thing about this schedule is they're decent teams. They're good teams. Steelers do better against good teams than they do with a slate of the Lions and the Jets and, <laughs> and, yeah. and the Bears and teams that you're like, uh, they should romp on. So I would almost think in this point that the schedule almost favors the Steelers in a little bit. But even in this topsy-turvy AFC where the Jets beat the Bengals after the Bengals were declared the cream of the crop in the AFC, the Texans beating the – who did they beat? The uh, Titans or the Bills or one of those teams? The Titans. Like, where, yeah, you're like, where in the world are these games coming from? These have been commonplace in 2021. So don't ever assume any team's going to beat any team based on what you see on paper. But, Dave, what do you think about the Steelers' chances down the stretch here? I think the Steelers play the Minnesota Vikings tomorrow night, and that is oh, all that matters. Here we go. I'm sorry. One one game at a time. No, that we is our fans. We point. can look ahead. No, no, you were right. There's there's a lot. I mean, no team in the AFC has less than four losses. None. So, and a lot of these teams still play each other. So it, there's a lot of things that can play out. But if you take care of business, you don't have to worry what everybody else does. Yeah. So that's that's the most important thing. And the thing that the reason this is the most important is yes, the Steelers are underdogs. And yet this is the only team that doesn't have a winning record that they have left on the schedule. So they've got to take care of this. If they don't take care of business this week, even as underdogs, you know, they could get on a roll on the last four, but they're just going to put themselves in a, in a worse place. So let's, let's get this one going and let's well, get Dave, OW this one. Why don't you start off with the title and what we're talking about tonight? And that is the opportunity that the Steelers have this week, even though it's a short week 
in a lot of different ways. What are your thoughts when you think about the opportunity that faces the Steelers right now? Yeah, I had to look at that. I had to remember what the title was. It's a I huge just, opportunity. I just yeah. read it to you. I know. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read for myself, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I never learned to read. Sorry. Yeah, is that um, true? No. Everything, or no. but the, everything but the reading part. Everything but the reading part. <laughs> it is, it, yeah, this is an opportunity because it, and it's 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 a tough place to be because you're going on the road on a Thursday. If you can win on the road on a Thursday, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on, if you know what I mean. Um, it's that's a big deal to to get a road victory on a Thursday on the short week, especially coming off of playing a divisional opponent like the Ravens. But the most important thing, the big opportunity they, that they have is to show which team are they. Because if you look at not the not Sunday's game, but the Sunday before, there's that Pittsburgh Steelers team. Then you have this Pittsburgh Steelers team that that still without being a perfect game, still waiting for, for them to bring it all together for a whole game on both sides of the ball. Hasn't happened. But the but being able to come through and and make the plays when they need to, is that the team this team is? Or are they something else? So if you can start stacking performances like you had on Sunday, that's the opportunity. Because you don't want beating the Baltimore Ravens at home to be your climax. You don't want that to be the top of the mountain. That's not the peak. That's the start of the journey up the mountain. You want to keep ascending from there. To me, this is an opportunity to ascend, and that's what they need to do tomorrow night. Brian, what's your thoughts on that in terms of the opportunity the Steelers have this when this Thursday night? Good Lord, I don't know what day it is. <laughs> you know, I think this is the game that sets everything up for the Steelers for a run. I keep on saying let's party like it's 2005. Now, I've got to realize that those are completely two different teams. And the talent on defense was, they weren't as beat up, and it's a whole lot different. But this is what kind of sets you up for that stretch run, because this is a weird game that you just can't put your thumb on. It's it's really tough, because the Minnesota Vikings have some interesting players on that team, but they were beat up and hurt. And you have the factor, what did the Detroit Lions do to this team? Did the Detroit Lions sink their psyche, or did they make them mad? Because the Minnesota Vikings are the Pittsburgh Steelers of a week ago going into this game. Just point. so happens in 2005, they did go to Minnesota in that. And it was a uh, week 15. That was the game Ben had to wear the, uh, that was when it was announced he had to wear that thing in his glove because he broke his thumb. Wasn't that the game? Yeah. Because I remember watching NFL primetime after they won. Ben scrambled to the left, dove for the pylon, gets in and, Chris Berman said, under my thumb, like the Rolling Stones. And I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> Chris Berman's the freaking best. The yes, mini buy. Let, let's, uh, let me ask you this, Dave. The mini buy, is it, do you really think, that, I mean, I understand it's a thing, but do you think that's really valuable in the terms of, you know, the Steelers? I mean, think about someone like Joe Hayden, which, by the way, if you want to read the injury report and who's rolled out of this game, by all means, go ahead. You want me to go ahead and read it? Yeah, we'll go ahead and read what the players that are out. That's all we need. Oh, the the players are out are the only the only four players that didn't practice yesterday or today, and that is Joe Hayden not coming back. You missed last week. Isaiah Bugs not coming back. You missed last week. Um, B.J. Finney left last week's game early, and Robert Spillane, who was on the COVID list last week, but we all knew he was going to be injured for the game anyway. He's off a COVID list. He can now get his treatment in Pittsburgh with at the facility, but he but he's out for the game as well. 
everybody else full participant the last two days, ready to go. That's to me, that's big that the Steelers didn't have guys that were quote unquote really banged up after playing the Ravens. That was a big deal, but that's who's out for them. And then for Minnesota, the players that are out, we'll go ahead and throw it out there. Adam Thielen's out. Um, or is it Thielen? Isn't it, is, is that Thielen. what it, I know? Isn't that, how Tom, isn't, isn't that how Tomlin pronounced it on Tuesday? It kind of threw me off. Or not, it wasn't even Tuesday. It was Monday. What am I saying? He just conferences on Monday. But <laughs> but Thielen's out. Darisaw was out, which means their offensive line shifted around again. Um, and Dalvin Cook is questionable. Basically, apparently, he was limited again today. Uh, that would be a really surprising thing with that injury that he'd be back already. But in regards to the the the, the little mini buy, I mean, yeah. players talk about it, but I mean, really, I mean, they come back on Friday, they just have the weekend, and then they get right back to work. I just don't know if there's much value in that. Uh, Jeff, I know you had that beautiful game-winning pick six in middle I school. I did. I did. But that was middle school when your bodies were was younger and you could recover a little bit better. There is a big difference to I mean think about Monday morning when they come back to the facility. You know, you know if they're there for treatment or anything. They're not coming in the day after playing a game. They will have already had 3 days off. That's true. Usually Ben Roethlisberger takes 3 days off before he throws again. So, and that would be Monday morning. Usually when guys are coming in, oh, the day after the game, that's, that's a big deal. So it's, uh, yeah, the Steelers had an early buy, but to have this late mini buy, um, especially when you're looking at like a Joe Hayden, I know Brian's just waiting to talk. Um, and um, even maybe Kevin Dotson if, could possibly come back off of IR after the mini buy, um, depending on how, how he's coming. That could be a really big thing for this team. Brian, thoughts on that? Teachers and kids alike. Always look at the calendar to see where Christmas is. Because when Christmas is on a Friday or a Saturday, you get a couple more days off after Christmas. And that's a big deal. And they're not superb athletes, but it's more rest. Now, that day you go back, you're like, oh, "Oh, I'm dying. (laughs) Because it's the first day off, first day back after 10. So I kind of look at it this way. I'm going to kind of piggyback on Dave on that too. You know, that helps. That's now us at BTSC. We don't want the mini buy. We want it to help the Steelers, but we, we want everything to be on schedule. Yeah, for real. Let's do this. Tom brought up Tom here gives us $5. I appreciate the tip. We all appreciate the tip. He said, aside from the Steelers playing down to the Vikings, questionable statement. What scares you the most about this game? That's a really good question. I have to be honest. I don't know a lot about the Minnesota Vikings. I listened to Brian Anthony Davis and KT Smith doing the pregame show, which is on our podcast platform right now. Um, whenever you're listening to this, whether it's live on Facebook or YouTube, you can go to our podcast platform and listen to it. I learned more about the Vikings there than I had all season because I, outside of the household names, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, hey, I don't know much about this team, but Dave, I'll ask you, answer the question that Tom uh, posed. What scares you the most about the Vikings? What scares me the most, I'm going to say about this game being on a Thursday, is that you're lucky if you get 60% of your game plan ready, both in offense and defense. Now, when that comes to offense, I'm not as worried about that. Just let BTR be BTR. I talked about this on Stat Geek. It's recorded. It will be re- it'll be out Thursday morning. Um, so I, I I recorded it right before we did this. So I, I talked about that a little bit. 
but I'm a little bit concerned about the defense if they only have 60% of their game plan going, going against this Minnesota offense. So are they going to be more vanilla? Are they not going to be able to do some of the things they might have been able to try to do otherwise on a short week? That's my biggest concern with this game is the Steelers' defense matching up with Minnesota's offense on the short week. Brian, what about you? What scares you the most about the Vikings this Thursday night? Sometimes Kirk Cousins can be a world beater. He'll mm-hmm. have a couple games where he just comes out and he's great. And then you you have all the confidence in the world in the guy. And then he's ho-hum Kirk Cousins. A lot of people in the live chat are saying, man, TJ Watt could really rattle Cousins. And he does not like to get hit. And he's suspect to drop the ball. And that's something that KT was talking about as well on the pregame show. So, you know, I would say it's that, that he can get hot. He, KT also said something yesterday that was really important. It was about Dalvin Cook, because I wanted to ask him, what's going on with the shoulder? You know, how how does that affect your game? He said, it doesn't affect your game, it, but it's the threshold of pain that you can stand, because that beating that that shoulder takes, then there's not much you can do, because he's he's running with his body. But I'm like, what about when you bear down and have to drive with your shoulder? He's like, it's all about the pain. So there's that, and there's the defensive side of the ball. That's that's a uh, there's some strong names on that defensive side: Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson and and Kendricks, and don't forget about Daniel Hunter, who a lot of people don't know about Daniel Hunter, but he's really good. He's up there as one of the better pass rushers in the game. So he's a guy to look at too. This is going to be a really fun game to watch, but. It's all about what kind of Viking team, like I said before, comes out. Like who who do they want to be there? Because they're talking about they're talking about getting rid of coaches and they're talking about getting rid of head coaches and general managers. And there's disarray. But when you look at it, this is a team that could really knock you down. And one of the best young wideouts in the, in the game right now, in Justin Jefferson. So you, Dave, you brought up the sixty percent, and I, I guess, just, and that's, I, just a I, that's the number I, I think of. I know. You yeah, know what I mean? Fine. That's fine. You bring up the sixty percent thing, and so it makes me think how they match up. And so I think about you know I, this was a game I, I watched some of the the Ravens play the Vikings. The Vikings jumped out to an early lead. I want to say they had a twenty one point lead at halftime and ended up blowing that lead. Mm-hmm. The Ravens were able to get to Cousins, and it did affect him. Do the the Steelers' defense just put all their eggs in that pass rush basket and say we just need to blitz the heck out of this guy? I think without Thielen, you almost have to. You, you have because if, if if they only have, and I don't know anyone else, so I could be wrong. If they only have Justin Jefferson, wouldn't that be the wise thing to do? I'm going to say yes, but for a for a different reason of getting there. Okay, I'm going to get there because I think on a short week you rely on your very best players and your superstars. So you're going so that defense should be relying on TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those are the things that they that you should fall back to when you can't get everything else done, you just fall back on your on your playmakers to make plays. You want you want Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger making your plays for the offense, and you want those guys making your plays for the defense. And the best way to do that is to just let TJ go at it. And to me, I think that would be a good game plan for that reason. Now, Brian, I want to ask you about the offense. I asked Dave about the defense. Offensively, 
I mean, are you just letting BTR sling the rock? I mean, what's your approach against this Vikings defense that you just spoke about? Well, you have the advantage right now that you've got a Najee Harris that knows how to run the ball and he's learning more and more and you could ride him. And so you could mix it up with the running game and with BTR. You could basically, what, what you can do is you can take the game plan that you had against the Ravens. I know they're, they're going to be looking at it, but the same, the same type of thing, you don't have to get too cute. You can just, you can just really Matt Canada up with what you've had that you didn't use against the Ravens and you could heavy doses of Najee mixed in with Ben doing his thing. Now, if I'm going to piggyback off of Dave with relying on your stars. So look for a heavy dose of Benny Snow Jr. And Ray Ray McLeod this week. (laughs) Uh, You're like me. I swear. Like when I see, when I saw the Ravens were the 32nd pass defense last week, I thought, they're going to come out and just try to run it right down their throat because it's like they seriously outthink themselves. It was a little bit more balanced than that, but still, that's that's a still. I guess that's, is that feet is that Randy Land that's affected us that much? Or was it like PTSD with Randy Feetner as the coordinator? I don't know. That's what I feel like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> let's talk about Trent Jordan Watt for a second. He won the AFC Player of the Week uh, today for his performance in Week 13 against the Baltimore Defensive Ravens. Player of the week. Defensive. I'm sorry. Defensive player of the week. Thank you. He was good enough. He should have been named for offense too. He could have. He could have. He was that good. But Dave, you you put his contract numbers into your vertex today, right? I only did because of the title you suggested to no, me. No, but so, <laughs> but I did. What, what, what are those numbers? Do you have them? Well, like I those? was doing this. You know, like the salary cap hit. You know, his cap yeah. hit this year is small. It's smaller than it would have been right. if he wouldn't have signed the contract. So he's got a big hit next year, but it's What's thirty-one it million. Just over million 31000000 million. And they could restructure that and spurt, kick it into the future if they really need to. But it, next year might be the year to just take that. It's still not up what they were given the quarterback position a couple years ago. So, I mean, it's even, you know what I'm saying? Even this year when it was a down quarterback year for the Steelers because of Ben taking the the, the pay cut and everything, it was, it was still, you know, at least close to that. So I, I threw the numbers in there, but I don't think – well, he, I think he's worth why. every penny. But here's why. I said when he signed the contract, I remember I was at the beach and you all were covering the news and stuff. And I was reading it and everyone's like, they paid him too much money. Oh my gosh. Too much. I, didn't think I said, so. there's going to come a time where you're going to see this is a deal. <laughs> this is a steal of a deal. Certain players tend to do that. Antonio Brown, when he got his big contract, which for at the time was a big contract for him, when they didn't pay Mike Wallace, they gave it to Antonio Brown. He outplayed that contract in what, two years? And everyone's like, wow, like he's really outplaying mm-hmm. his contract. I think that TJ Watt's on his way to that. Like, we're gonna look back at this contract and say, dang, like they're only paying TJ Watt that much. Brian, you think he's worth every penny, right? Absolutely. To quote the great Gunnar Stahl and Kenny Wu from Mighty Mighty Ducks 2, <laughs> instead of two minutes, I'm gonna say 31 million well spent. <laughs> Woo woo, Kenny woo. I knew I'd get you go. <laughs> okay, I have to bring. Can I change? I got to change the subject for just a minute because I I have to ask Bad something. You're talking about pass rushers and stuff like that. And I look at Minnesota. Um, what did you say something about Danell Hunter, Brian? Yes, is is he? Out? He's out for the season he's on he's on IR and out for the season. He got knocked out the beginning of November. You brought that name up. I'm like, I don't remember seeing him anywhere. So then I started. I, I was you know what's Googling. great about that? 
Yeah. You know what? So I can be embarrassed about that, but that's how much attention I pay to the NFC North. So yeah, that's a good point. Daniel Hunter's so, yeah. good. Um, he is, but the Steelers won't have to deal with him. So it, it's just like uh, maybe maybe he'll do, he'll do what mm -hmm. I thought. Uh, Marcus Peters would do last week being gone for the year and still sucker punch somebody. <laughs> and uh, but <laughs> Daniel Hunter is a good guy though, so I yeah. I, yeah. I would doubt that. So all right, mm -hmm. we're not going to talk about Daniel Hunter. I think he's great though. <laughs> and all right, so, so that that does it for our credibility. We'll see you next week for another episode <laughs> yeah. of the Steelers preview. <laughs> uh, just just because of covering the the injury report, I'm like. I think he'd been injured, but I don't, I never saw him on the report. So I had to go look it up. And I'm like, what's, cause I thought maybe he was a Patrick Peterson, you know, who came back this week, uh, where he had been on, he had been out. Yeah. He's back for him. But no, uh, from what I found, he's out for the season. Well, I, I guess I'm not going to slip one yeah. past the goalie there. Uh, <laughs> so. Unless it's Goldberg, so, you'll get one by him. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Andre Schofield. Big <laughs> <laughs> save with the beauty. Julie the cat. He's Julie, He's Julie the Cat. The cat <laughs> if anyone's listening to this or watching this and has never seen Mighty Ducks 2, you need to go watch it to get half of the jokes for this entire podcast. <laughs> go get him, Julie. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a good time to take a break. We'll be right back. If you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, we're not going anywhere. Stay tuned. If you're on podcast, go over to part two. We're going to talk about predictions over, under, or more. We'll be right back.